0: Than wolves he's, he's worth, worth more, more than, than wolves. wolves harry Kane, he's worth more than wolves wolves nil tottenham 1 and jacob
1: it's yes, another yes. 3
0: points in the bag for tottenham hotspur hello hey, everyone it. and welcome back to another edition of the united spurs of america podcast as always your hosts michael ramirez and jacob wallraven hey jacob Good three points in the bag. First away win in the Premier League for, uh, for the boys in lily white. Well, they weren't wearing lily white today. We were rocking our debut, PL debut, mm-hmm. fresh new away kits, the Galaxy Kits. Unrepeatable. Um, first win, first away win, I guess, and also first win back at the Molino for Nuno Espirito Santo as well. And... Hugo Yoris made his 300 Spurs appearance.
1: Big three stack Four baby. Spurs in the Big Premier three league. stack.
0: Club record, man. Um, Hugo, obviously, fucking legend. We love him. Um, yeah, man. Club record. Club club now the official club record holder for most pr- Premier League appearances for Spurs. And it's
1: pretty special. I'm not gonna act biased when I say this. He's my man of the match. Not just because 300. 300- Three hundred stack for my boy Hughie. All right, I think he, without his performance, we definitely either draw or lose that game. There was Wolves had way too many opportunities. I thought he wasn't tested consistently and constantly throughout that game. But man, he did make some important saves though. He made he made quite a few and very important saves. That I mean, when Adama Traore had that breakaway. My my thought, because I know what you say about Adama Traore, and you talk shit about his finishing, and when he had it, I was like, watch, he ain't going to finish this, and Michael's going to talk shit. And he didn't, and that I'm so happen. glad he didn't. Hugo Lloris saved it with his third leg, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I have to yeah. watch the replay. I'm pretty sure it was his third leg.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure this third leg reached 500 feet above the Molino, where, the,
1: where that ball went. That's what I'm saying. It didn't matter how low or how high Traore's <laughs> finishing is. Hugo Lurice's third leg said 300th game. This is gonna be a shutout. And what is it? A shutout. What do we got? Two straight shutouts. Two straight two clean wins. sheets, man, to start out two the clean... Premier League. And you can say, hey, it's Wolves. Maybe it's a fluke. We just beat the Premier League champions last week. I mean, I'm, I'm about to get I'm about to get going. I'm about to get going, Michael. <laughs> My wife don't want me to get going. She already told me it's I only want you two to get games. Going. She I already said to get going. She already said it's only two games. Don't go crazy. They, okay, yeah, they've won two games, but it's the only two games. And then we lost um, to the team in Portugal uh, in, the, in the conference league. And at that moment, I wasn't feeling too good. But I'm telling you, Premier League is where my eyes are. We're winning the league. I could Mark I, it today, I said it. We're winning the league.
0: So, like you mentioned, Jacob, uh, Spurs did lose 1-0 in Portugal to Pachos de Ferreira uh they're what i think they were they finished fifth last year in the portuguese league not not a great result obviously a lot of young players were playing i'm kind of putting that one in the back burner we have the the reverse home fixture this this thursday i think we're gonna win that i think we'll be fine um i thought it was a very good bounce back performance though uh wolves put us under pressure a lot in the first half um for the majority of the first half I was, I was getting a little nervous. They did have chance after chance, it felt like, for mm-hmm. a good 10-minute stretch, I would say, where it was just constantly back-to-back-to-back chances for Wolves, just putting us under pressure. Um, but let's talk about the goal scorer. Obviously, 1-0 win, but there's a man behind the goal. The goal sc- I want to talk about the goal scorer. I know you
1: want to talk about it. I'll let you get into uh, that.
0: Deli Alley, who else? Del Boy himself scoring a pen, converting the pen that he, that he earned, to be fair. Um, I thought it was a very slick move just a a nice little tidy run diagonal to the left the left side of the box got wiped out by the keeper what can I say keeper stuck out his leg caught Deli Alli in his on his ankle he went down I mean it's a pen it was it was a clear pen for me I don't think there was too many uh, arguments outside of Wolves fans on that decision sent the keeper the wrong way slotted home to the right side of the net Um, but yeah Deli Alley, he's my man of the match today man I thought Hugo was good. I thought Dyer was solid once again outside of that one dickhead move about trying to dribble outside of our own half for some reason.
1: I thought we signed Lionel Dyer before yeah, the match. Yeah. yeah I, was...
0: I don't know what was going on there. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. I want to talk about Dyer because, honestly, I, I did think he had, a, he had a pretty good match. Um, the one I was really excited about, though, that had a decent game, I thought he was very bright, Stevie B. Steven Bergvine, I thought he was very bright. He showed those five star skills on the touchline. Mm. Body mm. just put three Wolves players into, a, a, into the spin cycle. The only thing he was missing was, was a goal. I thought he deserved a goal today. But Delhi Alley, man, I'm back on the score sheet. First time since March of 2020 before the pandemic. Um, first time since that's since he scored his last goal in the Premier League. I thought he was great. I thought he was fantastic. Um, Obviously converted the chance that he had. He was all over the place, man. And I thought this was one of those games where he was more dangerous inside the box. Obviously, he earned the pen inside of the box today, but I, I just thought he was everywhere, man. Along with the the midfield duo of Oliver Skip and Pierre Emile Hoybier, dude. I think Delhi is is starting to slowly get back to his best. I truly do believe that. I don't um, mean to digress like from I said, the
1: Delhi talk, but the match. But when you bring up Pierre Emil Hoybier, it's interesting. When Kane came on, all of a sudden Pierre's making all these forward runs. It was almost, it was like his style completely changed when when Harry Kane got subbed on, which which is interesting, you know. Hey, he he nutmegged um Mars Mar- Mar- Marsal Marsal Mar- Marcal. I'm just Mar- couldn't gonna... be my fucking left back. That's what. Get him off the pitch. Um, no, I just thought, I just thought he had, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's, it's just like, it's a beautiful little flower that's growing right before our eyes. And it's almost like, I don't want anything to change what's going on with Skippy and, and Yeah. It's beautiful. It is, it's, it's only going to make Dyer and Sanchez look that much better. And I think that, you know, Hey, we're not out there for 90 minutes, right? we're not going to be perfect for 90 minutes if we were. And I think that it's hard. It's a tough task to ask anyone, um, frankly, to be up to that task. But shit, man, Skip and Hoybier, they look fucking great. I thought Bergvine had a hell of a game. He showed me all the reasons why I've always been so high on the guy. I think he's starting to get his confidence back. I think there's something going on in the locker room. You know, we talked about it last season on the pod that, there was something going on in the locker room and everyone kind of, you know, there was this toxicity and it just kind of seems like the cool guys are all hanging out again. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I'm they excited. More,
0: they look more just tight knit. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it on the pod, I think, last week where um, we mentioned Nuno is making it mandatory for all the players to eat lunch together every day. Um, I, I think and I think it's at like one big table along with the coaching staff and training staff and all that all that good stuff. I just think that it's more of a family-style culture now in Tottenham, kind of going back to what we had with in the poach era. I thought we lost a lot of that with Mourinho, unfortunately. Um, and then, obviously, Ryan Mason was kind of put in a tough position because he just basically trying to pick up the pieces for a broken Tottenham team. But I agree, man. Like, I, I am noticing differences in certain players between the past, what, year and a half or so to preseason and now. Mm-hmm. And Stevie B is definitely one of those guys who's definitely his confidence has just improved so much. Um, ever since that Liverpool game in January, it just, it ha- he hasn't been the same.
1: Yeah. Um, but uh, and and that'll, bright, happen. that'll happen to a young 20 something year old. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just so happens he's on the biggest stage, but um, you know, going back to the Wolves game, I, I was a little disappointed to see Sonny disappear like that. I think that'll happen sometimes when you play the, the the kind of style we were playing against Wolves. Very happy for Nuno. I was going to try and say his middle name. Espirito. Espirito Santos. Nuno. Es- Respectfully, Nuno. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm really glad to see him get his first road win, to see him face his former club. Um, you know, they loved him. I saw the signs. Thank you for everything, Nuno, you know. and it's just, you know, that's why, we, that's why we love this game, right? You know, he, sure. he did a great job with that club. Um, it'd be cool if we could still pick up Adama Traore over the summer, get rid of Daugherty or something, you know? Swap what? deals.
0: Who says no? Swap deal. Daugherty for Adama Traore. <laughs>
1: that's the first thing i do in career mode. That's all I'm going to say. Get Daugherty out of my club. Uh, but, you know, hey, we got this Europe. Thing coming up him Wingsy and everybody they can stay in Portugal
0: yep yep they definitely Um, can Um, speaking of Traore though I did want to kind of touch on uh, Jaffet Tengenga's performance as he was marking Adama Traore the entire match
1: not so much the second half the second half a little bit of a different
0: story though between last week and this week with, with young Jaffet and I think you're probably going to see that a few times this season uh I think it it clarified a little bit more the that I think we need at least a right back to platoon with Tanganga. I really I'm going to have to disagree and, with you. And and T is not the answer. I think we need a better backup slash platoon with,
1: with Jaffet. Um, I think Jaffet showed a l- amazing composure. Unfortunately for Adama Traore, to your point you've made before, his finishing is not quite... To the standard you want to see, but I mean, he's a big. That's a big boy, man. I don't know who I know. I don't know what right back you're gonna sign? That's gonna that's gonna put a body on Adama. Adama was tossing everybody off of him today. I un-
0: I understand, and for some reason we were talking about this before the pot. For some reason, Adama Traore always plays like he's fucking messy against us. Well, I mean, outside of the finishing, but. He just looked so dangerous out there on the left wing. Bro, he's got, got a messy on each Gaffet. arm. He's got one messy on real. each
1: arm. Come on. I felt bad for Oliver Skip. There was a it was I I don't even remember. I know it was in the first half. And he just he just hit the Heisman on the hoe. He gave him a little stiff arm. Poor Ollie went flying. I felt real bad for the young guy. But, hey, it's the Premier League. not. I think that's also a very solid test for our young guys, um, like Oliver Skip, to just kind of – and Jaffet. I think Jaffet needs that challenge. I think he's going to walk away from this game with a lot more knowledge gained than he did at the Man City. Because the Man City game, he was a Dometor and Grelish and Sterling the whole fucking game. This – he had a first half of a big, fast – and a man who's frankly trying to put all his haters, aka Michael Ramirez, uh, he's trying to put them all. You know, <laughs> you swear I fucking hate
0: Adama Traoré. I just say the man can't finish.
1: <laughs> it's because you don't love him, man. You don't. I look don't at, love him. You don't look at him. If and he was hey,
0: see... if he was in Lily White, to be fair, maybe I would. Maybe I would fall in love with the guy. But he, he doesn't play for my team. I could care less.
1: Bergvine had that move on the sideline. Where he bodied a dude and then bounced it off a dude and went around the other three dudes. That moment to me showed, you know what? We don't have to have a domain. We we have a little baby Troy in Stephen Bergvine. He's not he's skinny. He, he's not he, yeah, he's a little thick. And I like that. I like a little meat on the bones, you know what I'm saying? Because you can't get <laughs> that way, you don't get big bodied all... Adama Troy was throwing Tottenham hotspurs around. Poor Lucas yeah. More. Hey, Sanchez stood him up though.
0: Yeah. And I did want to touch on that too. Um, the back line, like we already mentioned, another clean sheet in the books for the center back pairing of Davinson Sanchez and Eric Dyer. Uh, we mentioned Eric Dyer a little bit earlier. So he did give up a, a 1v1 chance and it just so happened to be Adama Troy versus Hugo. Luckily, Hugo did save the chance. Um, for some reason, Eric Dyer thought that he was Hoybeer or Deli or Skippy, and he thought he could dribble outside of our own half. Uh, you could imagine what, what happened next. He, he got the f- fucking ball taken off of in, him.
1: In America, this is what you say. You get a wild hair up your ass. When you get a wild hair up your ass, you do something crazy. And this man, Lionel Dyer, was out there. I, for one, I was like, OK, what are you doing? Yeah. Surprise. Where, where me. is this going
0: to go? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Surprise me
0: where's this gonna go oh it went exactly... almost into
1: the back of our net huh <laughs> and I was, at that moment I was like you know what I'm kind of glad that Michael is is pretty close to being okay his finishing isn't great he did have a couple um what do you call Brian Acosta's some field goal opportunities in American football but in that moment I was very much glad that his finishing isn't where it should be yeah for sure
0: um okay so i did have a question for you uh, a little mini quiz from the game so i think we should do this after every single game as long as we can actually get the stat we we have to get the stat and uh, of course thank you to our sources whoever the fuck
1: at for whoever providing
0: yeah at whoever the fuck for for giving us these stats today clutch all right so clocking it at 11.05 kilometers because they they use the metric or do we use the metric? Is that the metric system or do we use the metric system? They
1: use kilometers. Oh, I don't okay. know what the metric system is, but I, I know I they use. Kilometers. Anyways,
0: they use kilometers in the UK. We use miles. Whatever. Okay, so clocking in at pretty much eleven kilometers today. Most distance covered on the pitch. Last week it was Delhi Alley Jacob. Who do you think
1: it is this week? I you threw this to me before the before we started recording and I really wanted to think about it who did I see running around a lot and I I'd be surprised if it I would be surprised but I also wouldn't because of the new role he's kind of playing with Delhi Alley I wouldn't be surprised if it was him or Steven Bergvine. Okay you're right it is Delhi
0: Alley once again Oh man dude he I think he's back. He could be back. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying I think and maybe. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because we saw a little bit of the Alley Renaissance when Mourinho first came in. I will and say it's. We like, all know what happened afterwards, but this, this, I'm getting, I'm I'm getting the gooseys, man. I'm getting goosebumps I'm watching I'm not
1: going to say it's a sure thing. I'm going to say it's like, it's like she's finally texting you back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She, yeah, she's she's finally starting to text you back she she hasn't said what she's, she's like only curious yeah she's curious. But she's, she's starting to, she's starting to text you back and i mean i'm all for it i would love to see deli alley fucking let's go golden boot got one let's get them all you know what i mean um, who's, who's in the lead right now pino fernandez pino penandez shit, I don't over for care, pinch dude. it's only two Mc, games mcdonald's united
0: yeah they they drew by the way one 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 with South against Hilton, Southend. They, I loved it. Yeah.
1: Go ahead, Vamos, house. Uh, what are they, um, the Saints?
0: Yeah, yeah. Come on, you Saints. Come on, <laughs> Danny English <laughs> Saints. Say. Which yeah. did you see right, his they, bicycle? They do, the, uh, they do. Yeah, I saw Danny's bicycle for for Villa yesterday. That was yeah, sick. It was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, we do have to address the elephant in the room, though. Second half Uh-oh. substitute. Uh oh. Our second sub of the day geo came in first uh, um mm-hmm. and then sunny came on oh actually let, let before we get into to hk uh i do want to talk a little bit about Sonny. It was, it was definitely a disappointing performance man he he really only had one chance the breakaway chance where i think he received a long ball from dyer if i remember correctly
1: um he also had a, had a, had a chance with, the keeper with, with bergbein, and, and bergbein played him in once
0: yes that's right too so he had about he had two chances he did have opportunities to score. Obviously didn't convert them. I was I was a little disappointed, man. I was a little disappointed with Sonny. I kind of felt bad for him though. I think he has a minor injury now. I think he picked up a knock in warm-ups. Mm-hmm. I think he was good at fit enough. He felt fine enough to play, but he didn't look like himself today.
1: I mean I if you got that in the back of, if you have that in the back of your head, like, oh, this or that is a little something something, you you're different, bro. If you're already thinking different. You're not going into the game trying to be fucking sunny sunshine. You're yeah. going into the game like, how can I help, but also not fucking die out here? So, you know, I love Sonny. He can do no wrong. Even if he has a bad game, he's still the most beautiful man in the world. Um, I, think, I think it's a difficult thing that he's trying to do as well. He's basically playing substitute teacher up there for Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, we can segue into this, and I've been I've been dreading it because, you know, I think the guys in the group chat are a little upset with me because because of my slander, if you want to call it that. Um, but I can't. I was telling you before the pod that I can't help the way that it feels emotionally. Like my rational brain, my my logical side, it, I can understand what's going on and I can compartmentalize, right. And say, oh, he's doing this. He's doing that. We're going this way. He's going that way. Right. And, and I can draw it up that way. But, but when I see the man, it's different now. It's just different. I saw him and, and I think you either have one of two reactions. You feel the way that you claim that you felt when you saw Harry Kane, or you just instinctively feel the way I feel like oh, am I not good enough? Thank you for showing up. Thank you for coming out. It's been a fun time. It was nice that you tweeted about the win. That was nice too. You know what I'm saying? But I, I can't change the way I felt when I immediately saw him. He just, he had this look on his face. Like, I hope everyone's not mad at me. Why, why would everyone be mad at me? Like, I, I can't tell you what the man was thinking. I'm just telling you how I felt in the moment that I saw him and I I can't help that because at the end of the day, you don't want Harry Kane to not be on your team, bottom line. But I'm also the kind of person you hurt me once. I'll never forget it. You hurt me twice. And there's going to be a problem. You know what I mean? And I think right now I'm at the, I think there's a problem with me and Harry Kane. If he, if he listens, hit me up we can talk about it and we'll probably be instantly cool as soon as you hit me up but but as as a as a crazy person crazy Tottenham fan I'm upset with the guy my feelings are hurt basically I'll be honest my feelings are hurt it's like we're not right. I I texted the group all right I'm just going to tell everyone so I texted the group and I basically said like if my woman even if she hasn't cheated, if she wants to cheat on me with some richer, fancier looking motherfucker, cause he can do X, Y, and Z better. It don't matter if you have done it or you hadn't to me, the intention, it, it makes my heart feel the same way. Right. It makes me feel like, okay, you're, you're done with us. So let's move on. That's, that's just the way I feel. Um, and I'm curious how you feel because I know you have a lot more patience and love for the man than I do. But, yeah, man, it was strange. I haven't felt that way in a long time when I saw Harry Kane to just be like, I'm not excited to see you on this pitch today, which is a strange feeling because last year all I was crying for every single game was Harry Kane, please save us. So it's an interesting change of perspective here.
0: Is it my turn? Can it's, I go your
1: turn. Yeah, it's your go Yeah, I'm done.
0: My okay. rant's over. When I saw Harry Kane today um, wearing Tottenham gear, I smiled. I smiled because I love the man. He's given his everything for this team. And at the end of the day, I told you this, Jacob. I told you this. At the end of the day, he's still a Spurs player. And until he's sold, he's a Spurs player. Fuck and he I'm going fuck. to support every Spurs player, no matter what. Even if Unless it's, it's fucking it's Matt dope. Do- Doherty. I mean, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get that let's get that out of the way. I'd i still dislike Matt Daugherty. Um I smiled when I saw Harry Kane today. Um when he came on or when he when when they when they uh, panned the camera over to him and he was he put on the away kit on the bench where he was sitting. I smiled, man. I smiled because at the end of the day, he's one of our own and he will always be one of our own. And when the Spurs fans, when the away end at the Molino and fair play to the Spurs fans, they were fucking great today. Mm-hmm. You could hear him the entire match. You could hear him very, very clearly when Harry Kane came on. Um, when they sang Harry Kane, he's one of our own. Dude, I I almost teared up. Because I <laughs> it's a soft spot for me. I can't lie. Harry Kane is one of my soft spots. Harry Kane and Deli Alley are probably like the two, my two softest spots that I have in in my heart. And when he's wearing that kit, man, he's one of our own. He's still ours. And I was very happy to see him playing for us once again. Um, I, will, I will not sit here and tolerate Harry Kane slander mm. on this podcast. Let me, let, let me, what let me make slander? that very clear. I'm just saying, I didn't say that you slandered him. You did not slander okay, him okay. on the pod. But I'm just saying, I will not have any Harry Kane slander on this podcast until he is sold because at the end of the day if he's not sold and he's not a Manchester City player he's a Tottenham Hotspur player all and right. i think that this whole saga this whole saga excuse me um has been fueled by his godforsaken brother and his pr firm and all that good stuff that and i guess an agent who's also your brother comes with mhm i to part of me sympathizes with Harry Kane and some part, I'm not going to lie, part of me still is a little upset just with the situation that has been dragging on for an unnecessary period of time. Um, My anger right now is more with Charlie Kane than Harry. And that's just the fact. I think Harry Kane's a grown ass man. Yeah, Charlie well, Kane didn't yeah. impregnate
1: his wife and signed the deal for Toddman, all right? <laughs> Harry Kane you know, did both those things and that's
0: why he's still playing for Tottenham but I'm just saying he has I think he has been misled throughout this entire saga because of Charlie Kane and his PR firm so I will put it on the record let it be known that 95 percent of my annoy annoyance and anger are towards Charlie Kane and five percent is still with Harry Kane because like you said he is a grown-ass man he did put himself in this position but I am just saying he is still a Tottenham player. He's still one of our own, and he's still the best striker in the league. Th- Am I wrong? Those, those I last wrong? few points, I just cannot, tell me not just no. just tell me just you're not j- Jacob. Just talk to me. Tell me I, that those last points are false.
1: As long as Romelu Lukaku don't keep going off, you're correct. As far as I know, Romelu
0: Lukaku only has one goal this year in the Premier League,
1: which is one more than Harry Kane.
0: That's true, but. He didn't win the Golden Boot and Playmaker Award last year, did he?
1: He did win the League Cup, though. He, he still wasn't a the trophy. best player in the league. I, I agree. Hey, man, I love Harry Kane. Harry Kane, Kane what, is, what is the Harry best Kane, player in the Premier League. He's the best fucking goal scorer. He's the best playmaker. I mean, he has two trophies from last year to say just as much. So there's no argument. There's no debate there. All I did, I, okay, since you don't want slander on the podcast, I won't repeat the other thing I said in the group chat. Okay, I won't say that much because you're right. He is one of our own. I love, I love Harry Kane. I cannot see anyone wearing the number 10 for Tottenham other than Harry Kane. But all I did was tell you how I felt. I just I know. told you my and emotions. I'm not, I'm not
0: disrespecting your feelings. I'm not disrespecting your emotions. I'm just saying. Harry Kane is still a Tottenham player, and we need to We need to back him, and Real I think question. we've done a we've done a good job with that so far. Do you think he's still I leaving? Think, no. Do you think he stays this year? Yeah, I think he stays one more year. I'm starting to think that as well. I think. Um, so I mean, here's, he's the, here's about, the here's the here's the thing, man. About the team. So he, here's the thing, man. If Manchester City wanted him so bad, why didn't why didn't they put why didn't they use some of that hundred mil that they put towards Jack Grealish towards signing the best player in the Premier League you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's their own fault why it's dragged on this long if they wanted him so bad they would have came up with the 150 million that we would even entertain and it would probably would have gone higher than that let's be honest but if they were that serious they would have came with the money at the beginning of the window would they not even before the window opened, they you can still agree deals before the window. You just can't make them official until the window opens. They have had plenty of time before the Euros, when the 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 few weeks between the end of the Premier League season and the start of the European Championships, they had that time to talk with Tottenham about a Harry a potential Harry Kane deal. So and now were... that they're leaving it this late, if if you if we so, just think about this: we sell Harry Kane. Who are we going to sign at this point in the window? The seasons have already started, and teams, for the most part, don't want any more changes to their squad, any more major changes to their squad, unless you get an insane amount of money. But in, in our situation, who are we going to sign if we, if we sell Harry Kane at this point? You know what I mean? I just think it would put Paratici and, and Levy in too, too much of a difficult position, to sign replacements because you're not going to be able to replace Harry Kane with one player. So you, I don't think you're going to leave them enough time with, with them to sign replacements for Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I think they've left it too late. I, I don't think we're going to negotiate at this point. It's too late.
1: I will say, okay. So there was, there was whispers before, I think during the euros before this, or like right when the season ended that they wanted to swap players and pay a bunch of money for Harry Kane. And then it was like, Sterling said, fuck no. Laporte said, fuck no. Rodri said, fuck no. And so I think that that was part of it, as well as they were working on a Jack Grealish deal and who knows what other deals they were working. But I think that those definitely do factor into it. My biggest point with all of this is that we're two games into the Premier League season. And if your squad's not set, when the fuck is it going to be set? You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that, you know, successful teams still move players um, during the season. But for me personally, I feel like I would appreciate knowing who's on my team and who's not going into a season, not figuring it out as the season goes along.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, That. I think the reasons that we stated just now are perfect reasons why I don't think we're going to sell him. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I think he's still our player, and I don't think he leaves during the winter transfer window, especially if we're if we're
1: doing well. My last thing on Harry Kane before we move on, and it's not slander, I swear. When Deli Alley took that PK, it reminded me why I'm so thankful for Harry Kane because when he steps up for that PK, there's no doubt in my mind the keeper can go the correct way. He can make the guess. He ain't saving that ball. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just not gonna happen. I thought Sonny was our, you know, Plan B. I'm I was kind of surprised that Sonny didn't step up and take that PK.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I think the only reason why he didn't take the PK was because Deli drew drew it, and I think he wanted to finish it. Which I mean, respect, man. Like you drew a PK. Kind of respect, deserve the chance Unle- i mean respect. unless you're fucking like eric dyer or something respect, well actually man. that's not a very it's not a very good uh example you mean eric actually, dyer our best free kick taker oh no i was talking more about eric dyer like our fourth best pk taker but oh, okay. like say Davinson sanchez draws a pk he's not going to fucking take it you know what i right. mean but if deli ali draws a pk he's taken pks for us in the past before i i was fine with it i didn't have any quarrels with it I, but how'd you like feel you, I was up a to little it? I felt
1: fine you felt confident he was
0: yeah I don't think Deli Alley's ever missed a pen for us he's he's uh he scored a few he's bagged a few in cup competitions and then when Harry Kane's been injured sometimes um yeah he did the... I don't I don't think he's ever missed a pen though for us to be honest no I wasn't really nervous I don't know why maybe it's just because I love Deli Alley.
1: I get nervous when anyone other than Harry Kane steps up to the spot. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah, I understand that. Because he's 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 spoiled the shit out of me, basically yeah. seeing I mean, he makes the whole fucking cage move when he scores. You know what I'm saying? Like anyway, that's the last thing I want to say about Harry Kane. So again, if you're still listening, if you were tuning in earlier and you turned it off, then you turn it back on because you want to see if we said something nice. PKs. No one takes a PK like HK. Not even Bruno Penendez. That's all I'm gonna say. I
0: just um, lastly, before we wrap it up, um, we are in talks to sign youngster Pape Sar from Mets in France. Young lad, it looks like the deal that's expected to be made is we pay uh north of 10 million euros for the lad. And we send him back to loan uh to Mets for the season. So he wouldn't actually pay for us this year. He wouldn't play for us until after the summer of twenty twenty two. I think it's a solid deal for the future. Um to be honest, I've never really watched them before, but from all the reports that I'm I'm hearing from whoever the at whoever the fuck, uh I think there's two I, of them
1: at whoever the fuck and at whoever the fuck underscore two.
0: Yeah. They they've been saying good things about Pape Sar. I like it. Um apparently he's one of the best youngsters in France, we know how well some of some of the young players in France go on to develop into into special players. So, um, hopefully, we get another one for the future. Man, I don't know if you had any other thoughts about it, but just wanted to mention it before we wrapped it up and mentioned that we have Watford next Sunday.
1: In the now, Meeting. there's three things there. So when you told when I first you know was reading, oh, we're signing Sar, I was thinking it was the Sar for Watford, which I'm oh yeah. I was super excited for it. Cause that man scored the goal that got them promoted. So that shows me clutch mentality and I'm all for it, but it's not that guy. So I had to tamper my expectations. I have not seen this young man play from yeah. what I heard from our couple of sources that, you know, that he, he is very good and he's pretty solid. He's got a lot of upside, kind of like a Brian heel almost. Um, mm-hmm. But when you talk about the French connection thing, it may, I can't talk about France without thinking of Tongi and Dom Thickcock. And it's unfortunate what's going on. I heard he wants to leave the club. I heard a whole bunch of things. I know we're wrapping this pot up, but just, man, I love that guy. Yeah. I, I love, love the, if the he If the he ceiling. ends up leaving this window,
0: I'm, I'm going to be pretty sad about it. I'm going to be pretty upset about it. Uh, wasted potential, but. You know, there's two sides of me for the endombele argument um, that kind of clash with each other. Um, ironically, there's part of me that wants him to succeed so bad here because I know how good of a player he is, but then the other part of me is looking at all three managers that have uh, that have managed him at Tottenham. They've all had issues with him, mm-hmm. whether whether it be his attitude, his work ethic, um, fitness. Yeah. Fitness. They've all had issues with the player. I don't know,
1: man. That's just disappointing. I I'm mean, just disappointed. To when be you honest. troubleshoot a lot of things and you change three things out, but there's still one consistent problem. I mean, it, it's, tough to s- it's tough to say cause we're not in there hearing the conversations, but I mean, I don't know what else more you can say other than three managers, two of them world class. You know what I'm saying? Like, have all had a chance to get something from him, and ironically, Jose Mourinho was the one to get the best out of Tongi. Yep. But I mean, and and he kind of let others die by the wayside. But it's just, it's it's interesting. I I hope the man's okay. You know. Yeah, me too. From a personal level, it just seems like he hasn't adapted to, to the UK, to English football. He doesn't seem real confident in his English. He only seems, you know, he's, he's smiling in all the pictures we see, but I want to know what we don't see. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a lot that we don't see or know, but love the guy. Sucks if he moves on, but, you know, at the end of the day, no one man is bigger than the club. <laughs> no, sir. So up next,
0: uh, I mentioned we did have uh, Watford up next, next Sunday, um, back home at the lane at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That's our next Premier League fixture. But before that, we do have the reverse fixture of the Europa Conference League against Bajos de Ferreira. Um, that'll be on Thursday. Jacob, plain and simple, man, we better fucking win this game because it would be fucking embarrassing if we didn't. But at the same time, I don't really care about this competition, but I think we need it. I think it's going to be very important for us this season for the young the young lads, for their development. So I would like to stay in the competition just for, for that aspect. I don't know how you feel about the Conference League, but I, I could care less, but I still hope we win, obviously.
1: I, I feel the, the same way about this that I feel about the Carabao or the FA Cup. To me, it is another chance to win a trophy, And God damn it, you better get out there and do whatever you can to win, son of a bitch. And how cool would it be to say that we won the first ever Conference League trophy? I mean, who cares? I know that it would be illegitimate to, you know, some parts of of London that never want to give us our dues. But, you know, to me, you got to go out there and you got to play for the for the crest you got to go out there and you got to give it all. And given the competition, I think the next best team I've seen in this competition is Roma, you know, like, and how cool would it be to be in a final versus your old manager? You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of cool storylines that could play out from this. And I, for one, anytime we play, I want to fucking win. I don't want to see a lose. I don't, I don't want to see us lose. And I expect more. Um, I don't think we showed enough on Thursday. But I am also the kind to say, hey, you know, let's – let's." this is a two-leg competition. If it was one leg, you know, you lose and you go home, I'd be very disappointed. So I hope that kind of gives you a feel for how I feel about the conference league. Yeah. Because quite plain and simple, Arsenal ain't in the fucking competition.
0: So what's up? Big facts. But, hey, as always – up the lads up the come lads. On, you spurs
1: come on you spurs.
0: spurs so yes we'll see you after the conference league match um regardless if we win or lose uh, it's going to be an important match regardless and then we will also see you after the watford match as well we all take care you stay safe please follow us on spotify twitter and youtube and if you're interested subscribe to that patreon baby we're starting to get the ball ball rolling on some things um jacob mentioned it on the last pod we do have some some exciting stuff coming up for, the, oh, yeah. for both the podcast and just the overall brand. Um, we're excited to share those details with you um, a little later on this week as well. But um, yeah, exciting times, honestly, coming for United Spurs of America podcast. We're, we're really excited about it. Um, thanks for, for engaging on social media with us as well. Always appreciate the love and support. Yeah, got us like 10 more followers on Twitter. What's up? Yeah. Shout out. There you go. Slowly but surely. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for the support. We really do appreciate it. We have so much fun doing this for you guys, and we love hashing it out over uh, over some Tottenham Hotspur. So we'll see you after the Conference League on Thursday. Come on, you Spurs. Up the lads. And as always, Jacob,
1: come on, you Spurs. Come on.